Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Talk to me about your mechanic. My mechanic? Yeah. I do love my mechanic. I know. I you have a you have a relationship. With I do. Your I have a relationship with mm-hmm. my mechanic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still go back to where I used to live, which is like a full like what forty, 40 minutes, minutes away yeah. from where I live now, just to go to the mechanic. Yeah, yeah, because I trust him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I feel like that is um, the ultimate trust relationship. Oh, with the mechanic. <laughs> like, yes. That is like forget your husband <laughs> or wife. Do you trust your mechanic? Oh, it's true though. Mm-hmm. It's true though. He's got his, you know, little privately owned shop and mm-hmm. like it is just I was referred to him by a friend and was like, I love this guy and so I continue to go to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which I have done many times. Once I remember my car fully died in the middle of the New Jersey turnpike. Oh god. The darkest part of the turnpike mm-hmm. in the middle, uh, like in the my evening. corner of the woods, <laughs> <laughs> your corner of the woods, just had to sit there on the shoulder while waiting for the tow truck. And I towed it all the way to the mechanic, but it was like terrifying. Just like New Jersey Turnpike's a very busy road. Yeah. And so to be on the shoulder of the turnpike, it was ter- I moved over to the passenger seat because I was afraid of being that close to the moving cars mm-hmm. on the turnpike in the lanes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my mechanic, I sort of, my relationship maybe isn't as built on trust as it is with yours. <laughs> but I also feel like I, I wish that I had a more trusting relationship. But I feel like for the both of us with the trips that we've taken, mostly in our cars, you know, a lot of our travel has been with our own personal vehicle. It has. So I feel like that trust relationship should be stronger <laughs> for me. <laughs> right, right. Because we've driven some miles. miles. Yeah. I mean, we did have that moment outside of Shenandoah when oh. your battery died. Right. And you would never replace the battery in right. like five years. Right. And it was, okay, yeah, you're probably your battery yeah. is done. Because I was also having emotions for other things going oh, on. Oh, you were right having then. a lot of emotions. There was a lot happening true. that trip. <laughs> so that was, uh, luckily, Advanced Auto Parts was around the corner. That's so true. So we were able to yeah. fix that. Yeah, we have definitely had our fair share fair of share. car issues while traveling. So I think we should probably build an altar to whatever saint controls <laughs> cars and protects them. We should build a what? An altar to oh. whatever saint <laughs> control, you know, protects cars. I wonder who that is. 
I don't know. Our Catholic upbringing. Mm-hmm. St. Hertz <laughs> auto rental. It's St. Christopher. Oh, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and exploring the land also known as Glacier National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Blackfeet and the Tanaha people. This morning, we had to get up very, very early. This was our second day in Glacier. Second day, and we were going to do the Highline Trail. We were, we were so excited about it. We talked all about it when we were at Logan Pass the night before. We were jazzed. Um, there was a like, part of me that was been a, juiced up. I was a little nervous because there's like a whole section of the rock that's like, there are chains that you hold on to. But Becky and Lou and KT had all said like, it's really fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a lot easier than it seems. Right. And we were driving up to Logan Pass. They were pointing out like we were. And we could off. see the people walking on it. And they'd be like, Oh, so like that's where you'll kind of be at the highest point of the trail there. See that? You're gonna come through there. So it was sort of cool to have the perspective as we were driving up going to the Sun Road, um, to Logan Pass the night before. So we got up very early and we did our morning breakfast routine again. Yeah, you were the crankiest that morning. It was, you were like, oh, you were just like, I'm really tired and I'm just going to sleep the whole car ride up. Like you can handle it yourself, right? And I was (laughs) like, I guess. I think I slept terribly in the tent, which is atypical. (laughs) Because the sun was up until like 1130 that night. Yeah. I also think I was probably nervous about doing that trail. Yeah. I was trying to get my bearings at the time. That's what I was doing. And I said, maybe if I just sleep a little bit in the car on the way up, I'll have some more energy. Mm. (laughs) So we're in the car. Trying to be quiet as we get in and load up and everything. And we start going down the hill. Right. From the... uh, The Johnsons of St. Mary's campground. Yes. Which is an all gravel hill. Mm -hmm. So we make it down the hill and we get onto the road. Which is like literally, I don't know, 200 feet before you turn. To the right to, get to go to the entrance. Right, yeah. Coming down the hill, the car was making a strange noise. And I just thought it was like the noise on the gravel. Yeah. And then we got onto the paved road and it kept going. And I sat up and I said, what is that? What is going on? And you were like, what, what? And I said, there is a sound happening. Which you're more keenly aware of car sounds than I am too. But this was a very apparent sound. And so I you're said, like, pull over here. Let's pull over <laughs> at the gas station. I like how you um, <laughs> presented that. <laughs> I think it would be, let's pull over at the gas station. What a fine idea that would be. You were like full Capricorn, alert and awake. Let, pull over right now. <laughs> 
was exactly what I you gave me. That. I love that. Okay, mm-hmm. great, great. <laughs> and so we did, and we got out, and we had a flat. We had a flat tire. We had made it all the way through all the, the way state of Montana to Montana from New Jersey with no problems, mm-hmm. and then we got a flat tire mm-hmm. coming down the hill. Yep, headed in to hike the High Line. Mm-hmm. So, so you were like. <laughs> Have you ever changed a flat tire before? <laughs> and I was like, honestly, no. And you're like, good, because I've done a bunch. <laughs> I said, well, so, you're going to learn this morning. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I don't think we're hiking the High Line this morning. Yeah. And you were like, no, we th- we have to solve this problem now. <laughs> and then we'll we'll figure out mm-hmm. what to do. This was like five-ish in the morning. This was 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's dark mm-hmm. still. And so we go to the back of the car. We unpack everything that was in there to get the spare tire and the jack. And then we get to work. And it was weirdly like humid. We were bundled for like a cold morning hike and it was humid and buggy. Yeah. And the the complaints like these bugs right now while I'm trying to change this tire. But you were a pro. Like I was in awe of your acumen when it comes to changing tires. Because how many (laughs) have you had to change? easily a dozen yeah Yeah. you were like you were like hand me that now like i need this (laughs) hold here like it was really like barked orders but like they were very professionally barked at me and i didn't feel unsafe i'm glad (laughs) i'm happy to hear that i'm really happy to hear that Mm -hmm. um we put on the spare tire the donut the donut Mm -hmm. and did we really drive back up the hill we did and i think in hindsight i would have been like we can't drive up the hill well, because we're on a donut. Like if we lose another tire, we're screwed. We're really screwed. Right. But I think the thing, the thought process for us was, well, we have to figure out how to solve this problem. It's probably like five thirty now. What can we do? Let's drive up the hill because at least at the campsite, we have access to Wi-Fi because, because our carrier is terrible in mm-hmm. Montana. Um, we had no service in East Glacier. This carrier does not rhyme with Horizon. Right. Um, so just a, <laughs> a negative <laughs> ad for our cell phone carrier here and a positive for somebody else. So we were kind of screwed in that way because we didn't really know what to do. We also kind of knew that we weren't really near anything. We knew no. there were no tire places in we knew, like, like St. Mary. Didn't we get on the phone? We got, we ha- got a little bit of internet on the phone. Right. In order to know that there was a tire place in the Blackfoot Reservation, but I don't think they were opening until nine. Well, it was or 10. also a holiday Monday. It yeah, was like so we didn't know if they were going to be open Fourth or not. of July, essentially. It was, yes. Yeah. So we were like, oh, damn. Like, this is going to really throw a wrench in right. our plans. Right. And the day before, Becky Lomax had mentioned, oh, I got this from the Costco in Kalispell. Yeah, we like, remembered that. There's a Costco. It was like one of those, like, like, um, <laughs> like in primetime drama when they're putting things together and then they play a clip of something somebody remembers. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and it's I like, got this at the Costco in Kalispell. We were both like, there is a Costco in Kalispell. Mm-hmm. And where there is a Costco, there are tires. That's right. And I have gotten Costco tires before because my mom is a Costco member. And, and we so- said maybe you're on that membership. Right. Maybe you're also a member at Costco. So some, by some weird miracle, I actually had cell phone service that morning and I was able to talk to my mom. It was, must've been like nine o'clock on the East coast at this point. Cause it was probably six yeah. by the time we had figured all this out. And or she at least was eight, like, eight yeah, o'clock. she was like, 
here's my number. Please keep me posted. Yeah. We said, okay, looks like we're going to the Costco in Kalispell, but how do we get there? Right? Kalispell is sort of like you. It's you, the west side of Glacier. The west side of Glacier. And we're on the east side of Glacier. And there are two ways you can get there. <laughs> you can get there either circumnavigating the entire park, which is like two big highway roads mm-hmm. on the outside, mm-hmm. or going to the Sun Road. Mm-hmm. Here was our conversation, mm-hmm. essentially. I was like, there, we cannot drive on the Sun Road right now because, yes, we have access to it this day. But if we get another flat tire on the Sun Road, not only are we totally screwed and we have to wait for a wrecker to get up the sun road to get us off then we create a literal standstill traffic Mm -hmm. for everyone else the rest of this day and that's what we did (laughs) (laughs) no of course we didn't we said okay we're gonna have to just drive on the donut all the way to Kalispell which you can get pretty far on a donut the internet wasn't telling us that but the reality mm-hmm. is that you can. Some people drive on them I think for. You said like seventy miles only is recommended. Something I like think that. so, and we were like, it's gonna be more than seventy. Yeah, but it was. It was like hundred and fifty or something, right? Because right? it was like a long. It was, it was like a long like a, drive. It was not hundred and fifty. It was like a like, two-hour drive. Yeah, so maybe um, like a hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. But it was enough to be long. Yeah. So we we said, okay, we're circumnavigating and we're going over to Kalispell. And we thought also, okay, well, if we can't go to Costco, then... There's got to be other There's got to be... If there's a Costco, maybe there's other stores. Right. So the drive itself was actually... It's pretty beautiful around the edges of the park. For the most part, until like right at the end, we had like a weird... You got like a weird message on your dashboard and we switched driving because I drove most of the way. Right. And otherwise, it was... What was the message? I forget. It was something about the steering, I think, was the issue. And when we ended up talking to the people at the tire place, they were like, oh, that sometimes happens. Like when... Oh, right. Because when there's because a donut on. The, when there's a donut on. And this was like, we were so close. And I was like, oh my God, we're so close. We were like maybe 20 minutes away. And we're like, I think I said a silent prayer. Like, please just let us get there. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think part of our real thankfulness, but also fear <laughs> was, good God, what if this had happened when we were in the middle of Montana where there was nothing. absolutely nothing. And no cell signal. And no cell signal. Right. Yeah. Right. Things we didn't think about. No. <laughs> until, <laughs> Which, until this happened. Until this happened. Right. Right. Things like satellite phones not even entering into our nope. consciousness. No. We're smart, but... <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But we're also limited. That's true. So we... <laughs> you know how I know you're gay. Mm-hmm. So we're finally in Kalispell. It's so cute. Like, there's a lot happening in Kalispell. It's like a... It's, it's like a Metropolitan. I'm using air it's, quotes. It's area. not metropolitan, right. but it's certainly it's a biggest biggish city for there's, Montana. There's Costco's. Yeah. There's the Coles. There's things. There are things. Yeah, right. I don't know if cute's the word, but like it, it was thriving. There was some thrive. There was life happening there. So we're there, and we finally get to the Costco. We're there early. We're, I think there, we're there early. Like Thirty. Yeah. Costco opened at nine. So and so we were we were there as they were opening it up for senior Costco members and they were very kind and they like let us go into the tire counter and ask them questions. And so things we found out from the very kind people at the Kalispell Costco. Also the mechanic that came out to help us was 
so incredibly kind and helpful. The kindest. I think his name was Mike. Yes, his name was Mike. Yeah. First, we determined that you, Mike, I was not are on not the on the membership, and therefore neither of us have access to Costco. Unless I wanted to buy a membership. Unless you wanted to buy a membership, right. which was going to be like a hundred bucks or something. And yeah. we were like, okay, okay. And the very kind people there came, looked at the situation, and they were like, yeah, I don't think I have tires that would match this. Right. But I know that Discount Tire is going to have them in there at the other end of the parking lot. You should just go to Discount Tire. Right. So I called Discount Tire because now we have service in Kalispell. They were like, oh, yeah, we we definitely have a few options that that are going to work. So we pull in. Somebody from the kind people at Discount Tire as well come outside, meet us. And they're like, oh, okay, great. So I have one tire that could match this. However, it's never a good idea to just buy one tire. It's always a good idea to buy two. So I was like, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to just buy one. So I'm going to buy two. So because it was my car, this was... uh, Talk about this conversation we had where like you being a supportive person, you're like, do you need... Should I pay for half of these tires? And I was like, I can't justify you paying for half Mm. of the tires that go on my car. I haven't paid for any of the tires that go on your car. We've taken your car all over mm. the place. I was like, no, this is just a cost that I endure. I've just been leeching money from your account. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Who's right. to say? <laughs> Who's to say? So um, I said, no, I think I'm just going to buy these. Because I knew what kind of tires I wanted mm-hmm. to get when I did replace these. And so I got the brand that I wanted. Right. They were like, it'll be like an hour and a half. Pretty empty in discount tire at the time. Maybe there was one or two people waiting in the waiting room when we were dealing with like payment and everything. Right. And they also said, if you wanted, you could buy this protection plan for each of the tires that could then like, if something happens to them, right. then you can Any go to another tire, discount tire and they'll just tires. replace them for free. Yeah. So we talked about that and you paid for that little extra yeah. add-on. Yeah. And then we were like, okay. That was right. that was how we we sort of settled that. So in the meantime, we had to like kill time, and we didn't want to just sit in the waiting room. So we ended up going to a Cabela's, and like we yeah, it was like walking distance. Walking distance. So we walked around a Cabela's and got some stuff. We got some more Deet. Maxi Deet was we in did. the house, and then we kind of just like hunkered down at like a Starbucks we, for a there while. Was this walking distance Starbucks. We walked to a Starbucks, made some phone calls because we had signal. Right. And then returned about an hour and a half later. About an hour and a half later. The car was still not done. However, returning an hour and a half later was a surprise because we did not know what a joy and wonder it would be to sit in this discount tire. And people watch. People watch. Because the people that came into this discount tire were some of the most fascinating human beings I've ever seen. Let's also, you know... From the time that we were gone to the time we returned, the line kind of never ceased to go out the door. Like no. it was insane. There were tons of people. I mean, at the Discount, Discount Tire, Tire was rec- like raking it in that day. Oh yeah, and they and there kept were pe- apologizing. They're like, "We're really sorry. It's going to be a little." Longer I mean, they for were us. so wonderful yeah. and yeah. attentive to everyone, right? And kept giving everybody updates about everything. There were characters. There were so many characters. This one particular gal came in and. I thought they were outright arguing, but they weren't arguing. She, This is just how she communicated. Mm. But she had, which is fairly common in Montana, to bring your car to a tire place and have your winter tires taken off and have your summer tires put back on. And that's what she was doing. And she was 
going over all of her records, all of her stuff about where they were stored. It's the woman how they in were the sundress? Yes. Okay. And she, again, I thought she was screaming and yelling, but like... It's just how she communicated. Just how she communicated. But and she, then, was a, she was like a character. To, but it was one of those mm-hmm. things like a few people in there were turned and like, is she is mm-hmm. she screaming? And then there are other people who just like were not phased, right? Including the guy who was working the desk, right? Totally unfazed, right. totally friendly with her. There was the woman who came in like fifty times, like she was in and out. Oh, she there was her. <laughs> that was right. We we're like, what is happening? Then there was the teen who like needed his tri- tires changed, but his dad was coming to like help talk to the guy. I could see a bit of a kindred softness <laughs> here. <laughs> With this, with this young kindred softness guy. is how I will now <laughs> refer softness. refer to people of our ilk from now on. But no, I'm not making any presumptions, right? Because it's not helpful to make presumptions. No, I was like, God, I hope, I hope you have support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did finally end up getting the car, which felt really good to just be like, okay, well, this is sort of our lifeline because how are we getting home? Yeah. It definitely was that moment that morning. Like, I think I, something broke inside me like, (laughs) 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 this is the part of me that felt like, you know, as a kid, like, what if the car broke down on the highway? What would we do? And like, you would just, you'd be a highway person and live on the highway forever. (laughs) (laughs) And you'd just live on the highway Mm -hmm, forever. mm -hmm. We were able to stop and get some groceries on the way back and also do a major car wash because the car looked like it had murdered a swarm of bugs, like driving across the country. There were so um, many bugs. Something I don't think either of us thought about was how many bugs would end up on the and how many times like we windshield need to wash the car like yeah. how the windshield wipers stopped doing the work they needed to do <laughs> to clear right. the bugs off right they did yeah so. so and also like bug guts will like totally rip into your pain if you mm-hmm. leave them to dry for too long we knew we had to get those off so we did go to the car wash right we decided that we didn't want to like have it be a total wash of a day we were going to enter back in on the sun road on the western end because we had our ticket and could get access to the road and we were going to do a hike that was kind of closer to the western end of the park that we had planned to do later in the week but opportunities presented themselves that changed that and with that let's take our first break i came up with a new game i'm ready i'm excited so the game is called spare tire so okay the way this I was inspired by what happened the way this game works is it's sort of like one letter change except instead of one letter you're dropping part of a word or part of a phrase and replacing it to create a new phrase or new word so we're going to use this one of those other games where I'm going to have to like write it all down no I don't think so I don't think so okay so we're going to use the phrase spare tire as our jumping off as our like inception point for this okay so if I needed a spare tire for the word spare to create a wheel that was made of mushrooms it would be this type of tire a spore tire that's right a spore tire so do you see what i'm doing i'm like dropping parts Uh of the word Uh so you're replacing there's replacement there's replacement and it's the same number of letters the same letter or number of letters same number of letters yeah so it really could that could be just like a one letter change because of the o in there yeah if I was doing a backsplash project and I had this left over instead of a spare tire, tire, I'd have 
a spare tile. That's right. I've had spare tile. Um, if I was... Oh, I see. So we're working off of one phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so great. it's like one phrase. The, right. The game is called spare tire, but I'm using spare tire as our kind of like jumping okay, off point. Okay, so if... Um, yeah. If one house from a deck of cards decided to like buy a car, they might keep this instead of a spare tire. A spade tire. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was a nanny that watched children and I had to change this on my car, it would be this. A spare diaper? No. Same letters. So let me rephrase No, that. I know. I yeah. know. I know. I get the rules. I get the rules. <laughs> okay. So... Um, if I was a, I'm going to give a different clue. If I was a live-in nanny and I had this in my trunk, (laughs) that sounds bad. An au pair tire? An au pair tire. (laughs) What's an au pair tire? (laughs) Wow. Okay, great. I think that was good. I think it was. I think it was. (laughs) I think it could be. (laughs) I think it could be. If I was really sick and all this phlegm was coming up and I had extra of it to give, I would have this. Oh, God, I don't know. What's spare bile? <laughs> spare bile? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so we're so, working with... we're Now we're working with two letters. Oh, three. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Two. Okay. Yeah, but I'm dropping the T-I-R for B-I-L. Oh, I see. So that's the spare part of the spare Oh, tire. I see. I Does see. that make sense? Maybe it's helpful if you say it's one, two... If, how many letters okay. are being dropped. I love that we're figuring this game out Oh, yeah, go. same, yeah. same. So, um, this is one letter. Okay. Okay. So if it's still working off of the phrase spare tire. Yeah. Yeah. If in an emergency situation, if I had extra of this urgency and this like extreme sort of attitude toward, uh, danger or seriousness, um, what would I have? Oh, I can see that this is an emergency situation. This is extremely urgent. So I can offer you some of spare time. Ooh, no, I was looking for spare dyer. A spare dyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it's it's fun cuz I feel like you could you could do it like I'm dropping the same letter from both words and to create new words. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz you could say spade dyer would be a drop. Okay, I've got one for you. Okay. It's just one letter change. So we're back to this now. <laughs> Our game No, has but I morphed. like spare tire mm-hmm. though cuz there's a lot here. Yeah. It's just what I what I have right now. It's what I've got. Uh-huh. This is what you get if you um if the if the like pointy peak of a building decided mm-hmm. to like get on the road and roll away. Aspire tire. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. And that's spare tire. So we are moving and grooving. The car has got a new tire on mm-hmm. it. The car is clean. Mm-hmm. We are headed into the west side of the land also called Glacier National Park. And we're on going to the Sun Road. Right, which we didn't think we would be this far west again. So this was sort of like a surprise um, for us. And but... we're, we entered at about 1.30 mm-hmm. in the afternoon. It was a Monday. Right. A holiday <laughs> Monday. 1.30 in the afternoon. It was a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> there were... There was a brisk breeze Mm -hmm. flowing through the trees. And I just knew in my heart that something was off. Mm -hmm. And we went through with the ticket reservation at this point, which was actually very easy to do. You had to show your pass plus also that reservation. And it was a pretty smooth process to get us into the park. There was one checkpoint for road pass. Mm -hmm. And then there was another checkpoint for your actual pass. Our actual like entrance. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Fee. The trail that we wanted to do was called the Trail of Cedars 
and Avalanche Lake, which is technically two trails. The Trail of Cedars is a boardwalk trail. The Avalanche Lake Trail is a trail through the woods that leads up to a terminal point called Avalanche Lake. Right, correct. So it was kind of a a double whammy here. We were originally going to hike this with Becky Lomax, and when we were texting at Kalispell, uh, the tire center, she was like, oh, you guys should totally do that. Actually, I can't meet you when I thought. I have a better trail in mind. So we'll do that together. We'll do that later this week. Just do that. She's like, but listen, parking is going to be a pain. She's like, you should be forewarned of that, but also try to park in the Avalanche Campground parking area, which is like the campground's closed for the season, but you probably will be able to pull in and just park there. We were good and warned about the parking situation. We'd also passed it the day before when we were leaving Apgar. When we were going to Apgar. Well, when we were going and coming from Apgar back Mm -hmm. toward Lake McDonald, we had passed it and had always seen a lot of cars and people trying to park. Even at like five in the morning, that was packed. Yeah. So we finally arrive and lo and behold, all of the street parking is taken. Right. So we pull into the campground, as mentioned, but apparently everyone else had heard this tip too. NPS had basically closed the campground. And there were parts of the campground that were closed. Yeah. So there were some parking in there, but mm-hmm. also they all the parking spots were taken. Yeah. So we just circled. circled and circled and came back around and back through and back around and back through. And you, we could have parked much further down the road. There was like a but it was parking. like a mile and a half down the road. But it was a and we didn't want to do that. And there's not much of a shoulder to walk on. No. No. So, but there were people who were doing that. Oh, yeah, they were. So we managed to... There were basically two lots, essentially, like on two pull-in side, lots yeah. that it's just one, like a one spot lot or, or like a one it's row one of... one spot deep. One deep. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, words. One row deep basically and we ended up at the very edge of one of those thankfully like this lovely couple was like pulling out and they were like this is yours because there was a lot of like that negotiating people getting out of cars and being like are you leaving because i'm right here there was a lot of aggressive which is what we had to do in order to get a spot too it's not easy so be forewarned if that is a trail you'd like to do this may be a situation you find yourselves in also avalanche lake trail is a little more geared toward people who are ready to hike, yeah. ready to do some incline. Trail of Cedars is a flat boardwalk situation. Right. So little there were a lot of families coming to do Trail of the Cedars. Right. There's also a lot of interpretation happening right. so that you can find out about these trees. Right. And so park there, the turnover wasn't terrible. It just was like linking up and finding a spot at the right time. We definitely gear ourselves up. I think we were both both very tired. <laughs> Because the day had started with like adrenaline to be ready for Highline to then like a different sort of adrenaline to having to like change a tire and like do that whole, whole, you know, everything. Yeah. To now like, okay, now you're actually going to hike. So it was like definitely a different sort of body preparation there. Right. But um, we're, but we didn't want to lose a no. We didn't want to lose a this day afternoon there. where no. we could we could do something fun. Yeah, we are able to fill our bladders up. There's like a good fill station there. Hit the bathrooms and then we cross the road to start the Trail of Cedars. This is a loop trail. There is a lot of boardwalk, but we aren't able to complete the boardwalk section because right towards the road where we essentially parked. They were doing construction on it. So like there is a jut off eventually, which is what we did on our way back. 
that we would have to do because the whole boardwalk itself was not available to complete at that time. But we end up getting on this foresty, not boardwalk part of Trail of Cedars first. Because it sort of just was the entrance from the campsite right. area. And it was a beautiful flat walk for a bit. A beautiful flat walk with a thousand people. With a <laughs> thousand people. That's yeah. true. There were so many people on this trail. Yes. Which was the first time I had really seen this kind of busyness here in this park. I mean, yeah. the day before we had done Apgar Lookout, not many people. We'd also, I mean, we'd seen people at this parking lot, but then we went to Lake McDonald and didn't see many people. Right. And then we did see more folks up in Logan Pass, but, but even lot. that wasn't that yeah. packed. So this was the first time really experiencing the like, the national parks are filled with people right now. Right. It really doesn't take us long to do this little section of Trail of Cedars before we end up on to the Avalanche Lake Trail. Yes. Which starts sort of like very quickly, you have like river and also sort of like this flooded out area at this time that we were there anyway. Like there were definitely trees that like this clearly was like overflow, I feel like from the river, like a little bit of a floodplain there. So it's kind of initially a very wide trail, very windy, and it's this sort of compact earth. And it sort of feels like the entire time we said this, like you're walking to a castle that's in the woods. Yeah. It had that vibe, that energy. That Um, kind of forest. It felt like a pilgrimage to this castle because there were so many people. That was definitely the vibe of this trail. Also, what I liked about this trail was that it, as it started, it was incline, certainly, Mm. but it wasn't the steepest of incline. No. It was when it def- started. Yeah. When um, it started. When it started. Important disclaimer there. Yeah. Because things changed at some point. It's very sort of dense forest here. I would say the path to counter what you just said is once we get going further along, anything but flat. There are these little minor elevation gains along the way, and there's a lot of them. There's also these losses that happened, and there are some bigger losses and and bigger inclines. It definitely is very challenging at time, more so than I expected it to be, which is why I think a lot of people either do Trail of Cedars first and then tag this on, or maybe just do Trail of Cedars right. because this may not be their jam. Right, right, right. There were also a ton of kids on this trail, particularly small children, which I thought was great, great. Bring them along. Absolutely. I also know as a young kid, I would have been like dying inside. <laughs> and some of them were. I mean, some of this them. Was an, some of them were very <laughs> upset to have to do that. This was an interesting choice for small children, but again, I think it was sort of like, well, we have the kids and we're at Trail of Cedars. Let's do this Avalanche Lake Trail because it's right here. The trek out to Avalanche Lake in total is four and a half miles there and back. So if you add Trail of Cedars to this, it would be a five and a half mile total journey. So yeah, I do think some people think that. Avalanche Lake is going to be a little bit easier than it seems. Yes, for sure. We get to hike along the edge of the river running from Avalanche Lake for a large early part of the trail. It's always kind of a joy to be able to like hike along running water. I feel like it's very calming. And even though there were a ton of people, this sort of set like a very tranquil tone for the trail itself, especially being in the forest like we were. It 
just had a very grounding sort of effect. And I feel like after the morning we had, it was kind of like a nice way to spend our afternoon. I agree. Mm -hmm. While, yeah, it was tough. I loved this trail. Mm -hmm. I would do this trail again many times. Mm -hmm. Something we also noticed on the trail was that there were so many exposed tree roots. And I'm imagining a lot of that probably comes from erosion from the trail usage. It has to be insane just because it is a heavily trafficked trail. And I do feel like those roots at certain points made parts of the trail a little bit more difficult because there were not necessarily that you had to dodge them as obstacles, but you did have to walk over them sometimes. They aren't, you know, the kindest to your feet as opposed to like a flat area of ground. So there was definitely that to consider too as you're hiking there. Something that I really liked about this trail is that it did remind me a lot of that trail we did on um, in Acadia mm. over on... Oh my God, my brain. Oh my God, the other section of Acadia, yeah. Scudic Peninsula. Scudic there Peninsula. we go, we got there. I almost said Scudic Because it was, it was also mossy mm-hmm. and beautiful here. Not Very, a soft earth. <laughs> not soft earth. <laughs> no. But it but, was definitely a mossy trail landscape. Yes. We are hiking for a little bit. There are these people that are kind of, we're trading like whether we're in front or behind them on the trail and they'd stopped and they were like, by any chance, do you guys have a Band-Aid? And did we? We did. We did, right? Because you know what? First aid's important. That's so right. I carry think we both have you. them we at do. all times. Yeah. So yeah. We were able to pass that on to them. They were like super nice. They were in from Texas, I believe. And they were yes. like, this was our first hike. We just got in. And so we're so excited to do this. I think we had seen them down. We were parking at the same time. Yeah. That's yeah. what was happening. That's um, where we had seen them before. Not far from there after we had like... Because we stopped for a minute, mm-hmm. like at this boulder, let people pass in between us as we were chatting. Not far after that, we come to this giant open area that looks like all of the trees have been bowled over. Mm-hmm. It is like a gorgeous, stunning view, like out into the distance to see other peaks in Glacier. Um, but it also kind of looks like these trees were burned, mm. uh, which we found out later was, or we have found out already from Becky Lomax, has happened in yeah. many parts of Glacier National yeah. Park. It was clear that this had happened here too. We realized that we're really not that far from the lake at this point, especially as we're talking to people who are hiking back because it is probably around the two mile mark. We're definitely, okay, this has been like a little bit more of a trek than we thought it would be. We were obviously geared up and prepared, but I think we were both like, okay, are we at the lake yet? As we get closer, the trail tightens up. And so you sort of walk through this very lush section of trail that is a much tighter trail area than the rest of the trail had been. And we see a bunch of different wildflowers that had already been pointed out to us by Becky along the section of the trail. And it just is incredibly dense and lush in a different sort of way. And by this time, I was starting to feel the incline and feel the distance. And we were like, we've got to be close. We've got to be close, right? Just as soon as that trail like started to like tighten up, it opened up once again. And there was this magnificent view. And with that, let's take our next break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... Hugo there. Hugo there. Mm-hmm. The drag king. Drag king. Mm-hmm. Hugo there. Mm-hmm. Okay, immediately Hugo there feels like uh, he solves mysteries. Mm. Right. So he's like... Um, he's like a Carmen Sandiego type of energy. What's the... Who is the, the detective in the Agatha Christie novels? I can never remember his actual name. And I've, it's like Pierrot, I think, is his name. It's... 
P-O-I-R-O-T, I think. I feel like it's that energy with a very big mustache and a monocle. Like the Monopoly man. <laughs> I think that is... Hercule Poirot. There we go. Yeah. Thank you, Internet. Mm-hmm. I knew yeah. it, though. I couldn't remember his first name. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah I, could, I didn't remember yeah. it at all. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I feel like that is the energy that Hugo there serves. Yes, mm-hmm. I feel like um, he's a placement king. Placement. Yeah, you go there. <laughs> he orders. <laughs> he he can he like every his motto is a place for everything and everything in this place. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like Hugo there also maybe like is the host. Of an escape room, mm. um, uh, an event like oh, that, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> he Maybe sing- when Hugo is performing, it's like this entire bar is now when it, the <laughs> doors are locked, <laughs> and you will only <laughs> exit if you find mm. the key. I like this. I like this. I think he sings. He sing one of his songs is from the musical um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is in this room here. And oh, it's all God. about the different rooms in the <laughs> chocolate factory. It's such a terrifying song, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one on where they're on the boat? I don't think so. It's like oh. the room, like it's when they're in the oh, room of doors. I'm thinking of like, like in this room here, there oh. are luminous lollies and do do do. Oh, that's from the yeah. musical. Yeah, that's from the okay. musical. Okay, no, I'm thinking about oh. the one in the movie and the. Is boat. it raining? <laughs> Is it snowing? That feels more like is Hugo a hurricane speed. a blowing? That that. That's where I live my life most days. <laughs> no, I do feel like Hugo there has like a like a, t- a like a mustache. I said a big thick mustache and a top hat and a top hat and a monocle like yes. the Monopoly man. <laughs> Perfect, exactly. Yeah, that's his aesthetic vibe right there. And black. Mm-hmm. I I see that. Mm-hmm. And sleek. Um, I feel like he also is a big fan of the movie Clue. Obviously, and so he does Clue watch parties. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Hugo there. Mm-hmm. Clue that's watch part, parties. Like, it's part of his show. It's like, who goes it's going to be a show, Hugo but there. also there's going to be a Clue watch party. I'm there's a lot happening here. There's a lot of Clue. Maybe there's a lot of uh, like fellow drag mm. performers mm-hmm. who dress up as those different Clue characters. Got it. So it's like a um, Rocky Horror situation. Yes, but for Clue, mm-hmm. hosted for by Clue. Hugo there. I love this. I love that. A drag king after my own heart. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Hugo there. So here we are finally at Avalanche Lake. We've made it. And it is as beautiful and as stunning as one could ever hope. It truly is like the kind of unbelievable, most teal blue water that I've ever, ever seen. And like, there's waterfalls in the distance. Mm-hmm. And a lot um, of like felled logs in the water, yep. like right when we're approaching. There's right there, there's like a small beach area mm-hmm. right there with some sand. So we stood there for a minute and then we noticed that there was a, a lot of people turning back after they would come there, see the lake and yeah. then turn around. But there was also a trail that ran along the lake. Right. So we decided to uh, follow that. This is for the most part very wooded, but um, you can see the lake for the for the most part all the way around. There are some breaks in the trees, but there are some denser tree areas where you're also a little further from the the lake. It seems so you do kind of like weave in and out there. It is a little bit craggy and rocky on this trail in a different sort of way than the way out to Avalanche Lake was. 
a lot tighter too um, and a lot more lush here, like less wide than most of Avalanche Lake Trail. Definitely for me, I don't know about you, but I was like in bear worry at this point. I oh, don't know I was why. in bear worry. Yeah, um, certainly. Because I feel like there was there was talk of it. Like we were hearing people be like, oh, there was a bear. Something happened that like set my bear senses. I don't remember that. Like I just remember anytime we were in woods and glacier being very bear aware. Yeah. Um, and definitely like making noise, shaking things to kind of like make sure that we were alerting the bear of our presence. Uh, if our there presence. was a bear. Yes. You may be tired when you get to that initial shoreline and want to turn back around, but do yourself the favor and take the walk out. Oh, it was so worth it. This trail goes almost all the way to the waterfalls on the Mm -hmm. other side of the lake. It sort of does. Like, it definitely gets you out that way. It does. In order to actually get to those waterfalls, you actually have to, like, cross through some water. Some deeper water. A lot deeper water. And so as we walked along the edge of the lake, it was not sand. No. Walking along the edge of the lake was through these woods and then through a very short amount of woods you could see just through like, you know, like a shallow strip of trees, you could see that the water was beyond it. And so we made it to the other end of the lake fairly quickly. And there were only a few other people. Yeah. There were some people coming back. We talked about, do we want to cross the water? Do we want to keep going? But then it was like kind of later in the day. It also involved us like completely taking off hiking boots and walking through. And getting totally. getting totally wet and we were sort of like if it was earlier i think we would have been more inclined to go all the way out there but it was still a really good view at this point and we knew that just experiencing the lake and being able to walk along it was an experience enough that i was happy to have taken you know and Um, you have a rule you don't get wet in the afternoon (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i make exceptions but today was not one of those days we explored this area that we've decided was going to be our terminal area right. here, we which was hit a shoreline. There were some people there, and that, we stood at the. There were some people from New York there. Yeah, there was some beach, some sand, and we just stood there and took photos and took it in. Yeah, somebody was from Brooklyn. I think I overheard somebody talking about Jersey, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Do I engage? Engage?" And I, I decided to just yeah. Just be Not, like, I know where I'm from. It's I know okay. where I'm from. I'm from Jersey. It's okay. Yeah. You know, it was a lovely spot to be. Yeah. And I think that this is probably like a big hangout for people, <laughs> like a big, big hangout spot. So definitely worth it to like come out here and spend a, a good amount of time. Something that I loved, we did a lot in this trip. We did a lot of checking in with each other. And this was probably my favorite check-in moment of the entire trip happened here. As we turned around and started hiking back, you uh, turned to me and you were like, hey, how are you feeling? Or no, you were like, how are you doing? And what? how did I respond? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, in, in, I can't remember the exact verbiage now. It was a running joke, but it totally just went out of my head. But oh, that's it. How am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was so intense and so I it totally caught me off guard. I'm like, yeah, how are and you? And I was like, I was like, oh, that did sound really <laughs> defensive to <didn't> Um <laughs> How am I doing? I'll tell I you how I'm doing. I just like, I was like, okay, we're hiking back. And I just was like in the zone. <laughs> and then we were like, so how are you doing? And I was how am I doing? with <laughs> <laughs> such such strong energy it was so funny it wasn't great yeah so <laughs> um, uh 
but we did start this long, long hike back. It started to feel easier because we were headed downhill. Well, sometimes. There was sometimes, still some incline we but had But there was re- still some re- incline you know, that you have to do. But. Revisit, yeah. This is also where we see <laughs> the fallout of all the tired children who are turning back now. And that energy was real. The energy was real. I was feeling it too. I was there too, but not in tantrum yet because there was a lot of that happening. Oh, no. Yeah, Um, there was a lot of that We played a lot of one. We were like mentally done at this point in the day. So there was a lot of one letter change happening on the trail, which was very important for both of our well-beings at this point. Yeah. It's true that I think we underestimated how tired this trail would make us. Mm-hmm. Also, how long this trail actually right. was. Right. And we had just added that extra little... We probably added a mile with that uh, walk around the lake. It was probably at least like almost a half a mile around, mm-hmm. like I'd say, but a significant distance. Right. And uh, as we were heading down, yeah, I was starting to feel it. Yeah. Certainly. We got down finally and got back to the Trail of Cedars. And got on the boardwalk section of it. And got on the boardwalk section finally. And we did the other side of the loop that we had not done yet. Yeah, it definitely had for me a little bit of a congery feel. Just in that it was like a wooded boardwalk area. But it was nice for it to be flat. Yes. It was a really nice reprieve. Oh yeah, it was. It was totally like a very well worth it. Also, lovely different section of what we had just done. Even the first part of Trail of Cedars is not like this. It's like ferny kind of denser forest and you have a lovely boardwalk path to explore it on so um definitely worth it to do without the concrete spider without the concrete spider so always a bonus definitely a well worth it sort of end to this trek this day because we were both i think (laughs) exhausted in so many ways we got back to the car it was quieter there weren't a lot of people it seems like if you want to do Trail of Cedars and Avalanche Lake, it's like do it very early in the morning or sort of like at this point, it was like 4.35 by the time we were back to the car or do it like at this time. And especially with the sun and glacier being, you know, up until, you know, you could probably hike it at nine o'clock and it would still be light by the time you're done. You know, check that. Don't don't go off of what I just said, but you could hike it later. Like a seven o'clock hike would probably be okay. And like, you'd be okay to get back. Oh, yeah. Especially the if the sun is not yeah, going down until like, that late. You know, but around yeah. the solstice. But um, it was a good training hike for us because the following day, barring any other car incidents, we were headed to the High Line. Let's put the Trail of Cedars first on the Karen Stone scale. A two. Yeah, a two. Yeah. For me. I mean, I think she's even like a one, really. She's like a very innocuous sort of not gonna um, take anything from you hike. Like, it'll only give you... you yeah, know. I'm actually gonna say a, I'm gonna go down to a one. Yeah. one. I, I think a one. So, two out of 20 on two the Karen Stone scale. Okay, so Avalanche Lake. Um... My gut instinct five is saying is a six. Okay. Because of the incline. Yeah. I'm going to say five. It was definitely trickier than I thought it would be. There are, sure, a variety of factors that could have, you know, led to me feeling that. But I, I do think it was a trail that you shouldn't be ambiguous about its difficulty. I think people go to it and think, this will be easy because I just hiked 
trellis cedars and that was a cakewalk. Or maybe people say, I'm going here because it's hard and I want yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Um, so definitely a trickier trail than I thought it would be. So a five. Trickier trail. Trickier trail. Great. So an 11 out of 20 Karen mm-hmm. Stones. So let's end this episode how we end all of our full-length episodes with some Jeopardy-style trivia. Inspired by this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Jeopardy is titled Car Trouble. And okay. in this Jeopardy, you are going to either need... You're going to either need to name the car character or the television show. This is all about cars that um, in some way are central characters in film. Or TV. Or TV. Okay. Yep. Okay, I'm ready. You'll be okay. I promise. Great. I know we're queer. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't pay attention to cars. It's all good. But I think <laughs> you'll be okay. <laughs> great. Great. All right. Um, for 100. This 1958 Plymouth Fury has a jealous spirit and murderous streak in this book and movie from master of horror and suspense, Stephen King. Oh, it's a horror movie about a car? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, no. Oh, I thought you would know this. No. Oh, what is Christine? Oh, Christine is the car. Christine's the car. Great. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the vibe Here I'm we serving. go. Here we okay, go. Okay, great. Great. Here we go. Maybe this should have been my 100. For 200, this unassuming VW Beetle with the circular number 53 icon emboldened on its hood had a mind and spirit of its own in this 1968 Disney classic, which got an updated treatment starring Lindsay Lohan in the early 2000s. What is Herbie? That's correct. Right. Great. For 300, this talking car, a 1982 Firebird Trans Am named Kit and voiced by William Daniels, Mr. Feeney of Boy Meets World, was David Hasselhoff's sidekick in this 80s action television series. What is Baywatch? Incorrect. <laughs> that's all I have for you. That's what all, is that's Night- my only reference point for David House? What is Knight Rider? Right. <laughs> this is. I mean, that's familiar. Yeah, I understand. Okay. I know. I've heard of Knight Rider. I, I I think I wrote a crypt kryptonite category for you. Sorry about it. Let's keep going. Talking the horses. Clues, the clues are great. I feel like are great. The clues are wonderful. Good clues is what I said. Um, for 400, this anthropomorphic Chevy Camaro, who could speak through snippets of radio chatter and song to his human counterparts played by Shia LaBeouf and Mark Wahlberg, is a good pal of Optimus Prime and is named after a black and yellow striped pollinator. Um, what is Bumblebee? That's correct. Great. Look that at was you. a total guess just from your clue writing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Great. And for 500... The final car that Nicolas Cage snags in this high-paced action remake about car thievery is a 1967 Ford Shelby GT500 nicknamed Eleanor. Thank God that Angelina Jolie was in this film to also help it along. What is Con Air? No, I'm kidding. What is Gone in 60 Seconds? That's correct. There you go. And that's Car Trouble. There we go. (laughs) Great. Okay. Who is Lightning Steve McQueen? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, That's my name on the weekends. <laughs> this category is inspired by Trail of Cedars. Mm-hmm. In this category, um, it's all about consonants rhymes. 
Okay. So an assonance rhyme is a word that rhymes because the vowels are the same. Okay. A consonance rhyme are words that rhyme because the consonants sound the same. Okay. So for instance, it's all based on the word cedar. Okay. Okay, great. Which is really funny that we played this that other game earlier. Mm. Okay, so I'm, I have an example one Spare for you. Spare tire is what it was called. So... Say its name. <laughs> Spare tire. Mm-hmm. This beverage is often created from the juice of an apple. What is cider? Correct. Right. Okay. So cedar and cider. Mm -hmm. You see what it is? You get it? Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Okay. So for 100, Mm -hmm. this is the meal associated with the celebration of Passover in Judaism. What is seder? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. For 200. This breed of dog, often associated with pointers, is used as a hunting dog in the UK to hunt pheasant, quail, and grouse. I didn't think I wrote a hard, the hardest my of brain, categories. I think my brain is just like spazzed out. It's that first vowel sound that's always going to be different. Right. What is suitor? <laughs> Incorrect. What is a setter? Setter. Like an English setter. There we go. Okay, for 300. My brain tired. This cheap wine is what you bring to an event you don't really care to go to. What is Sutter? That's right. What is Sutter home? (laughs) Okay. For 400. (laughs) I was like, Franzia? This is a heated metal hand tool used to melt material so that it can flow easily between two work pieces and join metals. What is a solder? Yeah. Soldering iron. Right. And for 500. In England, during the Victorian era, this is what one of many gentlemen would be called if they came to the home to try and woo a young lady. Or to woo Antony from (laughs) Bridgerton. (laughs) From Bridgerton. If he was a man. Mm -hmm. What is a suitor? A suitor. Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, I got suitor right. You did earlier. That was earlier. That's right. You Mm -hmm. did. Congrats to you. Thanks. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. And to buy our merch, visit our gaze shop. You can go to shop.gazeatthenationalparks.com. And that's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Slios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.